All right, we're back. We've got our official warning. Can you guys can maybe pack up within uh, 20 minutes or so? Yeah, no worries. Why? Uh, because people aren't going in there because they look at all your equipment and for some reason this equipment freaks people out. <laughs> you know, I, I, in I, some places it's justified, Ben. Like Places like uh, Germany, especially places like Berlin and Dresden, where when they see this kind of equipment, they get these fucking acid flashbacks to the <laughs> pre-wall coming down days where they would have to sit in front of these and answer questions from the Stasi. Oh my god! And the Stasi would, you know, I would if I was doing this in the uh, in the eighties, seventies, eighties, maybe sixties, seventies, eighties, I'd be a walking, talking Stasi agent. <laughs> I, I, I would be numero uno, or you know, number one in Germany, whatever that is, Eins. Uh, uh, I would be highly employable in the uh, <laughs> behind the Iron Curtain in uh, Soviet, you know, Eastern Bloc uh, Germany. Know what I mean? <laughs> anyway, uh, do you know Jim Jeffries? I have heard of Jim Jeffries. I've, I saw his thing on Netflix, but I I, I didn't watch it. I've got it in my to watch list. <laughs> I'm my, the comedians I watch because I I, love, I absolutely love my stand up comedy, but I like over the top stuff, like stuff that is so bad that like it's just yeah, like people that like so bad to the point where every time they perform, they have people walk out. Like, True. I love that stuff. So you would love Bill Hicks. You should definitely give him a shot. But apparently this Jim Jeffries is, according to the Queen of Budapest, uh, in the top five biggest comedians in the world. And I had never heard of him. And, Hicks. and I was, no, Jim Jeffries. Right, yeah. And uh, I was even shocked, even more shocked to find that this cunt was Australian. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He is. He's an expat. And... Um, He's big overseas, man. Like, Yasmin's pretty international. She's literally international. She grew up in all parts of the world, and she's an amalgamation of different nations. And uh, she's, you know, amongst many international people who work for her from all parts of the world. And they, they love him, man. But in Australia, you ask, you ask anyone in this bar whether they religiously watch Jim Jeffries, and I guarantee you, Maybe one or two. Two out of ten people will say yes, and the rest of the eight will be like, uh, "Who?" <laughs> like his na his name is very very familiar. I mean, he's, was it his um, it's a it's a memorable it's a memorable name because he's got a alliteration on his side. Now, Jim Jeffries. Tell me, tell me your story. Oh, I was waiting for you to say that. So, <laughs> all right, here's the here's the deal officially, uh, uh, listeners of Opesh, all three or four of you. Um, <laughs> So basically, like Yasmin, <laughs> Yasmin uh, bought tickets to see her favourite comedian, her words, Jim Jeffries, in June. She bought two tickets. And being the queen, she doesn't buy just any ticket. She buys front row seats, right? Oh, my God. And she bought a ticket for her and a ticket for a plus one. She didn't even know who the plus one was going to be. She just decided she wanted to go with someone and she had someone in mind, her mate Jake, who's from Australia and apparently loves him as well. So there's one person in Australia who does. And um, turns out he wanted to go with his girlfriend. So she, being Jasmine, bought two more tickets for them <laughs> to go as a couple and thus had another spare. 
And actually, it came up in our first conversation, one of our first conversations. She's like, oh, I'm going to the Jim Jeffries show and I got a spare ticket. And I was like, hey, take me. And she's like, hey, I hardly know you. And uh, no. Anyway, fast forward two months later, and uh, guess yes. who's going with him? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> me. Exactly, and the reason why she wanted to bring me, apart from my uh, dashing good looks and the fact that her and I are a kind of an item, is because she knew deep down that I would do something. Say heckle, something. Heckle. <laughs> Everyone says I heckle. And maybe kind of I do, but I don't heckle like, hey, you're shit. I'm like usually like, hey, that's funny, uh, you know, or uh, hey, that that usually I kind of add to the joke because being a comedian, you kind of know where they're going before they get there or before the audience gets there, so you get there a little bit, and that, sometimes they hate that because it kind of takes away. Yeah. Anyway, so I was always I always wanted to be a fucking comedian, yeah, no. kind of, and um, I, you know, I find it kind of frustrating that no one's really kind of finds me that funny on stage. Off stage, yes. On stage, no. And so... Um, You're a funny teacher. Oh, yeah, I guess. Oh, it's kind of like comedy, I guess. That's kind of like stand-up. That's why I did stand-up in the first place that one time I did it, because I was like, fuck, teaching is a lot harder than stand-up comedy, so stand-up comedy should be a piece of piss. So, <laughs> lead, literally leading up to the event, she and I had a few drinks and some other stuff, and uh, she basically was starting to panic. She was like, oh, shit. I, I've just realised what I've done. I'm bringing Joker, aka Josh, to <laughs> the show, and so she started making me promise not to do anything, <laughs> even though she wanted deep down for me to do something. She literally wanted me to come because she knew something would happen. In her deepest of hearts of hearts, she just wanted to talk to Jim Jeffries in some way, shape, or form. That's exactly what happened, just not in the way she was expecting. So basically, <laughs> we get to the show, it's a packed out 2,000 crowd. Where was it's, this? This is in Budapest, this right. is last yeah. weekend. This is literally last Saturday. And, uh, <laughs> I can't believe it, literally last Saturday. <laughs> and uh, in front of 2,000 people, uh, his first show in his European tour. And basically, I, uh, you know, I, I arrive with her, well, we, we arrive together. And she you know, makes me promise, you know, if I start to feel uncomfortable, Josh, then you have to rein it in, if that's the way. And I'm like... I begrudgingly promised that I would rein it in if that would happen, because whatever. So um, we get in, I have a few plinkers, same as her, we're a little bit pissed, we're sitting in the front row, we watched the first comedian come up and that was funny, and I'm sitting there in a kilt, which is you know just a fucking another way of saying a skirt that's got tartan on the, as its pattern. And uh, then Jim comes out and everyone's, you know, you know, applauding and screaming and yelling. And I'm kind of, I haven't watched much of his comedy, so I'm just kind of, you know, going with it, yeah? yeah. And yeah, he's kind of funny. He's got an Australian accent, but that's pretty much where it stops, yeah? All of his jokes aren't Australian-based, because obviously the Hungarians wouldn't get it, and that's kind of not his audience. And, and the Hungarians aren't really his audience either. He's just, like, playing to the people who know him. Anyway. It's like playing to your audience, same as me. If I have old people come in, I'll sing the Frank Sinatra stuff. Exactly. If I have kids come in, I'll play John Legends. Like, exactly. It's just, yeah. And it was very clear to me that he hadn't done any research on Hungary at all, because as you find out later. So he comes out, he does his usual stick, and I was laughing along, you know, and I was being a little bit loud and a little bit kind of, you know, boisterous, I guess. And, you know, Yaz was doing the whole, hey, can you just keep it quiet, like, quiet down, because you're starting <laughs> to make me feel uncomfortable, because the people around me are starting to kind of look and turn at you. And, you know, I started kind of 
piping down a little bit, but then of course, you know, he'd say another joke and I'd kind of laugh and then make another joke about the joke he was doing. And then, and then eventually he, about halfway through the show, because yeah, he's literally like, you know, we could, we could, we could reach out and touch him if we wanted yeah. to, you know. And he kind of looked down at me at one point and said, "Hey, mate, this is not a TV show. You don't, you can't interact." I don't know how that makes any sense because if it's, you know, if it's TV, you can't interact with the person anyway. Yeah. But apparently, that was his uh, his way of telling me to shut up. I found that pretty average in terms of uh, a comedian giving shit to someone in the front row. Yeah. In fact, you know, part of my shtick, if I had one, is not to be on stage, but to allow the comedian to have a go at me, therefore inviting me to have a go at them back. And that's all he could say was, this is not a TV show, uh, mate, pipe down. So I was a little bit miffed at that, but I was more miffed at the fact that Yasmin at some point looked at me and said, look, I'm going to leave if you're going to keep this up. And that made me uncomfortable. So then I realised that I'd crossed the line, so I had to shut my big mouth. And I was sitting there for the rest of the show, pretty much fucking staring at the cunt and uh, not laughing at any more of his jokes, even though they kind of like were kind of funny. I was just not laughing. I wasn't in the mood anymore. And I was awkward as fuck because, you know, I'd pissed off the girl. Uh, I was awkward because I didn't want to laugh. I wasn't in the mood. I didn't want to leave because that would make it even worse. And I knew my silence was making her uncomfortable because she was aware that I wasn't laughing anymore and that I was, you know, basically sitting there in a bit of a strop, like a sulky child that I am. <laughs> and 90% into the show, um, no, 80% into the show, he starts giving shit to people who are fat, right? He, he you know, he's trying to be controversial, so he's doing that. And then I can't help myself. I just kind of say, not out loud, but loud enough that maybe he heard, but definitely Yasmin heard. Yeah, I go, you're a bit of a fat cunt yourself. <laughs> and he didn't hear me, but Yasmin did. And she basically just put her hands in her head like that. And, 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 and you know, this, this, this is a make or break relationship type situation. You know what I mean? This is her big test for me to see how well I could be behaved. Anyway, don't squeeze it. This is going to keep bleeding. Just yeah, just keep sucking on it. That'll that'll. <laughs> he's sucking on his infected finger, people. Oh no, this one. Oh no, he's got two. Ah, uh, it's the finger nail nail biting uh, yeah, thing coming. Oops. Anyway, I've got to wrap this up. So, so, um, I nearly fall asleep. I'm that bored and kind of jaded at the whole situation. And then as I'm stirring out of my slumber, I notice that Jim's now kind of dishing out a bit of shit to a Hungarian security guard who's sitting. In not like below the stage typical Hungarian meathead you know like big head big shoulders big muscles big ears sticking out you know dumb face doesn't know anything any word of English and Jim's standing there basically giving him shit in English and I kind of had enough of that so I said look he doesn't understand English trust me I know Hungarians now he hears this English voice in an Australian accent floating up from the stage, probably the same voice that's been irritating him all night. So he bites, right? He turns around, looks at me and says, in the microphone in front of 2,000 people, did you just say, I know Hungarians? And then he kind of walks towards me and he says, mate, do you know how far it is between where you're sitting and the exit? <laughs> that's his version of a comeback. And you know what I said? <laughs> Let's find out. So I stood up and in front of everyone, I literally paced myself from where I was sitting to the doors in front of fucking everyone. And as I'm walking out, he sees I'm wearing a kilt and he goes, you know, easy target. Oh, look at this cunt. He's wearing a kilt. 
And so, what do I say? As loud as I can, in front of everyone. Hey, this isn't a fucking kilt, it's a skirt, okay? Don't assume my gender. The people who are into the fucking whole PC uh, thing, which is most of the fucking people in the crowd, start laughing, yeah? I stand at the doors. I don't go out, I stand at the doors. Because people can go out and go to the toilet, surely, right? So I stand at the doors and watch the reaction. And from the back, I see this man, Jim Jeffries, multi-millionaire fucking comedian, top five in the world, basically stand there a bit shocked at my behaviour. So what does he do? He looks at who I'm sitting with, Yasmin, pretty girl, very pretty girl, and number one fan of his, by the way, and he starts talking to her. Hey, um, is that your date? And Yasmin's like, nah, he's just a good friend of mine. And he's like, this must be very embarrassing for you. Crowd laughs. Yasmin says, nah, I'm fine. Because she's fucking quick, right? And he's like, alright, um, what does he do? This is a comedy 101, right? Find out what they do so he can give shit to me. Yeah, exactly. So Yasmin knows this, right? So she basically says, I'm not telling you. Gives him nothing. So he goes, oh, okay, fine, fine. Dead end, right? Goes to go back into his show, so he paces off to continue his show, and then about, like, literally 10 seconds into trying to do that, he stops and goes, no, 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 wait, I need to know. So he goes back to where she's, where she is, sits down on the stage in front of her and says, nah, come on, tell me, what does he do? And she then says, well, he's a teacher and he's a fucking good one. And he says, well, he should know when to fucking shut his mouth, shouldn't he? Everyone has a bit of a laugh and I'm standing at the back watching the whole thing, right? In the doorway, letting a little bit of light in. And uh, then I start to put on my psychopath hat. So I take out my knife, right? Which I always have with me. And I'm just kind of fiddling with it. Just saying, you know, there's a touch of uh, uh, edge to me. You know what I mean? And so I'm standing there fiddling with my knife. And it's a pretty radical looking one. And then basically I'm watching him continuously try and drill her about me. And so that kind of pisses me off. So at some point I put the knife away and I yell over everyone's heads, hey, don't start fucking with her because she will fucking own you. And the crowd are kind of like getting restless and a bit laughy and some of the people are yelling, shut the fuck up, man. And then um, basically uh, one of the door people says, hey, you can't stand here, you've got to go inside. So as I step inside, the door closes and I'm like, you know what, fuck this, I'm going back to my seat. So I go back to my seat and he's still talking to Yasmin and he, I'm like, as I'm walking to my seat, I need to say something. So I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, sorry, I just had a toilet break, just a toilet break. For the first time, this fucking idiot on stage finally realises that, you know, the accent that I have is similar to his. And so he says, uh, wait a minute, are you Australian? And so I sit down, grin and look him in the eye and say, yeah. <laughs> and then he says, so now everyone knows why I left the fucking country. <laughs> and I say, yeah, so do I. <laughs> oh my and, and then basically six security guards show up because someone's reported the knife, right? So otherwise this wouldn't have been a big deal. So I fucked up with a knife and it's kind of like the story of my life. The knife has always been the problem in my journey in Europe. Anyway, so He's, he sees the security guards and he's like, no, 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 you don't have to kick him out. He's all right, he's all right, he's all right. 
And then eventually he just goes, actually, nah, kick the cunt out. <laughs> so I stand up, and I'm expecting to go by myself. But guess what? Yasmin also stands up, and because she knows being uh, the Queen of Budapest and dealing with these guys all the time, and she actually knew the head security guard because she's dealt with him before with her business. She knows that if I go out by myself, they're going to take me around the corner and try and kick the shit out of me. Try, being the main word here. And they probably would have because they outnumbered me, right? Yeah. But I had a knife. Um, <laughs> so uh, basically, she gets up as well. She bows in front of everyone to Jim and she says, Jimbo, thanks for the show. It was wonderful, but I'm going to take him out. And so he's kind of like perplexed because he's watching her and I get up and leave with security. And I think the last things I'm hearing is saying, I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. That's what he's saying on stage in front of his 2,000 audience. And so they take us out. Uh, the security guard, yeah, of course, turns around and says, show me knife, show me knife. And I'm like, sorry, man, I forgot it was in my fucking purse. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then he starts yelling at me in Hungarian. So Yasmin starts yelling at him in Hungarian. I'm confused about what they're saying. He takes my knife, he throws it into the car park, shoves me as hard as he can in the chest, and that's as physical as it got. I just kept my hands up like, hey man, hey, 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 it's all right, all right, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No problem, no problem, no problem. Uh, with Jasmine there, he doesn't fucking do anything beyond that. So he basically leaves us there, and we're standing there, and I'm expecting to be chewed out by Jasmine. But what happens? She looks at me and she says, dude, I fucking can't stand you right now, but at the same time, Jim Jeffries got to speak to me on stage <laughs> and he was talking right at me and I got to have a conversation with him in the middle of his show. So I can't stand you right now, but I also love the fuck out of you. Yeah. And that was fucking awesome. I'm so buzzing. And so she's like, I've got to go to the toilet. I've got to go in. So as she's going in, everyone starts exiting because it was the end of the show. And as people are streaming past me, there's the man in the kill. They're all giving me these kind of funny looks. And a few of them actually walk past and go, hey, man, that was actually pretty funny. Thank you for that. Shake some hands, stand there and go, yeah, I'm here till Thursday, here till Thursday. Show the veal. <laughs> and then she comes back out and more people come over and say, you know, that was actually quite funny. And she knows half the fucking people in the audience. <laughs> and they're all like, Yasmin, was that really you? And uh, Joker? <laughs> really? Uh, we're not really surprised, but <laughs> did that just happen? And she's like, yeah, yeah, it just did. And basically, that's what happened. Jesus Christ. No, that's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah, I, I can see something like that happening in Jimmy Carr. You said you didn't really know Jimmy Carr. No, but no, he, no. He, He's over the top. Like, everything is really bad. Like, to the point where most of the shows, people are walking out. Really? Uh, like, uh, well, It's just really anti, like, politically correct. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of... Um, can you recall any of his jokes? Oh, well, for example, like the one I said before, like hardest, man, hardest working man in comedy, he's saying that, you know, it's, it's not really the, the best compliment because hardest working man, sure, that's good, but uh, in comedy kind of takes the shine off that compliment. It's like being the best looking man in the Burns unit. You know, like, uh, um, I mean, if there's any Burns victims in, uh, any Burns victims in, I know if there's one, there'll be plenty. They, seem to, uh, they tend to stick together. So, Jesus Christ. Or things like, uh, I was never really good at talking to girls when I was, uh, when I was younger. Probably mainly because I was in their wardrobe masturbating, but that's <laughs> weird. I mean, you, you always want that first kiss to be uh, gentle but firm. You want to be manly, you don't want to wake her up. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. 
Oh, we have uh, someone thought it was very funny. They fell off their stool. This is the kind of thing that happens in uh, Christmas parties. <laughs> and then, uh, sorry, with just some visual uh, confirmation here for people who can't see, a lady just fell off a stool because she was trying to sit a stool on a step and the lower half of the step doesn't quite work like that. Anyway. Yeah, so he's he's uh, over the top, very very much over the top. Um, a lot of a lot of sex talk is like over the top sex talk as well. Mm-hmm. Um, well, th- things like um, you know, my girlfriend came up to me recently and said, "Have you been fucking someone?" No, so uh, I was like, um, "Something about fucking behind my back." Something. It's like, yeah. yeah, who the hell did you think it was? <laughs> yeah. So that, that type of stuff is. Um Alright, I'll, I'll just before we go because I got a feeling we're gonna get we're gonna get uh, asked to leave. Although I would like to get what was his name? Manchek, Minchek. Um, but that would require us to, to get a whole microphone out and a whole cable, and it's getting I, pretty I packed. In. Good, yeah. And apparently people want to smoke, but they see this as a bit of an intimidation. Maybe I should stand there with a microphone and make an official. Hey, <laughs> don't be intimidated. Come onto the show. Have your cigarettes. Watch us do a podcast. You know what I mean? Anyway, no one's listening. Um, all right, I'll give you a quick uh, Bill Hicks skit, yeah? Just yeah. to tell you how, how dark he goes, all right? So, killer idea, right? I was watching uh, maybe Terminator 2 is a bit old. Do you know Terminator 2? Uh, yes, I haven't seen it. But I uh, yeah, it yeah, yeah. Anyway, the stunts in that are incredible, yeah? yeah. And I was watching it, and I'm being Bill now. I was kind of watching it, and it occurred to me that you can't top this, yeah? The fucking stunts in this are incredible. You can't top it. You can't top it anymore. Unless you take terminally ill patients and turn them into stunt doubles in the movies. Well, hear me out. Hear me out. You're taking your head. Hear me out. Okay. I mean, I know what you're thinking, right? Oh, terminally ill patients as stunt doubles? That's just cruel. Well, let me tell you something. You know what's fucking cruel? Cruel is letting your fucking dying grandmother perish in front of strangers in a sterile white room hooked up to a machine while her last fucking breath and... We're going to need this smoking area soon. Yeah, it's still a smoking area, man. You're okay with that? You don't mind the back? Yeah, nah, come invite them in. What's cruel is letting your grandmother die in front of strangers hooked up to a machine, you know? Fuck that. Put them in the movies! You know? Do you want her to fucking, like, suffer that kind of fate? Or do you want her to meet Chuck Norris? You know? Can you imagine that scenario? Anyway, you're kind of squirming like that's Oh, that's a bit dark. (laughs) That's Bill Hicks for you, bro. It's, it's, yeah, it's it's, it's a lot like like Jimmy in ways of just... Really like, oh god, did he just say that? <laughs> which, is, which is a bit awkward watching him live. Because like, oh, this is embarrassing. But when you're at home, it's like, that is some of the yeah, funniest yeah, stuff yeah, I've yeah. ever heard. That's why the audiences usually chuckle with a little bit of, oh, what happened here? What happened to your foot? Pardon? What happened to your foot? I, I like how uh, you've turned a negative situation into a positive by wrapping tinsel around your, uh, your, your moon boot. They cornered me. They cornered you. They cornered me, pinned me down. uh, Is that how you hurt the leg first, and then they and then they (laughs) said we're going to hurt your leg, and then we're going to wrap it with tinsel, just just because, you know? I managed to break it myself, but um, yeah, they decorated it. Do you mind telling us how you broke it? Hmm. Um, I I 
<laughs> it is now because it's looking very glamorous. It broke a toe? A toe? Two toes? Three toes? A toe. All of that for a toe. Which toe? Oh my god! Ow! You know, do you reckon you could exist? without your mini, I mean, exist comfortably without your little toe? I reckon it would be harder because of balance. Ah, see I always wondered, if you had to sacrifice a part of your body, I'd always, you know, get rid of the little toe. But apparently, if you get rid of the little toe, then your balance is all fucked. <laughs> you know what I mean? Depends what you're used to. Uh, is your balance a little bit off kilter now that your little toe is uh, on the fritz? Yeah. It is. Go. Ah, there you go. We heard it here first, folks. <laughs> of course, man. We're, 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 we're not exclusive here. This is a smoking space. We don't we don't own the place. We're, we're just we're just leeching off the power. That's all. With permission by the managers, by the way. We're not we're not complete leeches. We're just doing a podcast right now. I hope you don't mind. Christmas party. Yeah. Yeah, that seems to be the what everyone's doing these days. Don't know why. <laughs> Anyway, it's a good way to relieve stress and, uh, you know, a lot of sex uh, sex assault cases come up at this time of year, funny enough. <laughs> hey, don't punch me on the ass. <laughs> come on, Ben, c contribute. You're being a little quiet over there. I'm literally, I'm thinking about, about my work at the moment, about... Uh, what do you mean? About Greg and my work. Since he's probably never gone to listen to this. I reckon, you know what's intimidating? That everyone's kind of seeing all this. We should move this way, and maybe more people would actually, you know. Let, let's, let's do that, okay? We're just gonna move slightly more. Oh, geez, that noise. Okay, I'm gonna turn the mics way down. Okay, now we can kind of. Maybe they were too loud in the first place. Turn this down in the mix. Okay, that's strange. There we go. Ah, that's not too bad now, is it? So what are you concerned about with work and Greg? Okay, so we wanna move the uh, we could. Yeah, we could but that's gonna stretch, nah, it's not gonna Sorry? Yeah, no worries. Uh, I can move my mouth too. The only thing that is going to be a little bit mindful of is just this guy. But just for their own sake, because we don't want them falling over and breaking a toe, you know what I mean? You know what that's like. Oh. Okay. I've got an extension cord for the, for the headphones. You alright? Yeah, a little bit. So basically, it is, it is the worst. Sometimes it's embarrassing, because, uh, I mean... What's embarrassing? Performing at uh, at the pizza bar, right? Because the the quality there, the table's always sticky. He's doing giving three or four refunds a night. Refunds? Um, what yeah. people are asking their money back for the pizza? Yeah, because they're waiting two hours to get their pizza. And then he, is uh, he one of those tight asses who just wants to hog all the money for himself? Therefore, does all the work for himself? No, he's just he's just high on the spectrum, and it, and he's also um. Would you just say high on the spectrum? Yep. <laughs> Are you going to be comfortable with him? Uh, well, obviously he's not going to listen to this. 
No, he is not going to listen to this. But he just, yeah, it's embarrassing because most of the time he's drunk and people are leaving the restaurant saying, oh, you're high on drugs, you know? Really? And then if someone asks walking in, don't, don't bother going in there, the guys, you know, the guys. Hey, high can I ask you something? Does he have any weed? No, he, he's very anti-drug. Oh, he's anti-drugs, but he's a drunkard. Yeah, he, he's... What he, a fucking moron. Sorry, sorry, he's sorry, always, sorry. He's, no, no, it's fine. He's always drunk. It's, it's kind of embarrassing to be... Uh, to be playing there because people come past and they say sorry to me they're like I'm sorry that you have to go through this and that, that you're playing this I'm like oh man I just try and deal with it and most of the time people are giving me tips like here's five dollars to deal with the stress of this place uh, you're getting and, sympathy tips and now when dad because dad's back in December he was going to get all the equipment out for me and say that, pretend that he needs to use it to get my equipment out and then me just knock it back there and then say hey I don't want to perform there but we can't, I can't say all these bad things to him about his restaurant until we get the equipment out of there because he's got my equipment in there. He could do anything to it, you know? This, this, is, this is six, seven grand worth of equipment. So it's... it's so what's it's, keeping you there? The fact that I need... need money. Uh, this is the guy. This is the guy. Right. Yeah, no, it's... Um, do you know the, the manager? So I'm one of the venue managers downstairs, though. Yeah, that guy. Uh, what was his name? Was it Mitch? I can't remember his name. But he said it was cool for us to do this, as long as we're inviting people to come. The guy's, the guy's name is not Mitch. I'm one of the managers here. Oh, the right. venue is just downstairs. Yeah. I'm one of the staff members, so people are asking them to sit here. Yeah. So if you guys can pack up your stuff in the next five minutes, I'll Five minutes? Okay, can you give us yeah. ten? Fortunately, you didn't, you know, you didn't mess with your head or anything like that. Um, as far as I know, anyway. So. Oh, we kind of did, but like the, the guys, the the guys, uh, you know, the guys with the nice bright tattoos was here. Oh, yeah, the Vegemite hat. Vegemite hat. Yeah. They were having cigarettes here, and we basically sat down. We weren't even going to do it, and yeah. we, we thought, oh, we could do it here. And then I asked them, and I said, hey, is it okay if we do it here? And it's like, yeah, sure, go for it. As long as you're not letting people not come here. It's like, no, nah, the whole point is. Yeah, that's the thing. Oh, now there's, more the... now there's more people here. Yeah, true. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, okay. Thank you for your input. Um, <laughs> yeah, sorry, five minutes? Okay, thanks. Five minutes and then we'll start packing up. Cool, thank you. Alright. <laughs> you really want your friends to come over here. Why don't you just invite them, Sugarfoot? Why don't you just invite your friends over, Sugarfoot? Space? Well, we can, we can definitely, uh, like, it's not that much space, it's just two people and, uh, and a thing. Sorry? Excuse me? I don't want to get into an argument with you. Me? No, I don't want to get an argument. I'm not an argumentative person, you know? I'm actually quite friendly. We'll, we'll, you can we'll ask him. We'll stop packing. It's fine. We'll, we'll stop packing. We'll head over to the pizza place. Oh, so it's a big. Huh? We'll, we'll, we'll go to great. Yeah, okay. We've got five minutes, right? Set, set your watch to it. All right. Actually, I'll do that. I'll set a watch to it. Trust me. I'm used to this type of treatment. You know what I mean? Yeah, all it is is just people. All it is is just people fucking swinging their dicks. That's all it is. Oh, you got it? All right, sweet. Cool. I right, want to show Sugarfoot over here that we've got five minutes. Anyway, she doesn't want to get into an argument. Not an argument. I don't want to get into an argument. I don't want to get into an argument. I'm just kind of like being the reasonable one. Anyway, it is getting pretty busy up here. But that's kind of the fun part is when it gets busier, the more people want to be on the show. Yeah. Like uh, Ponytail. What's his name? Uh, uh, Marchek. What was it? Marchek. Marchek. Where is he anyway? He's, he's gone. He's lost amongst all of the humanoids over yeah, he's there. He's gone. He's not in the same season anymore. So he's, he's, he's 
Yeah. Alright, okay. So guys, we're gonna wrap up because where where are we going next? Uh pizza, pizza joint. What pizza place? What uh, is it called? Tribeca. Tribeca Pizza Pasta Bar. Where is it? It is on Victoria Street, East Melbourne, Collingwood. Right. Victoria Street kind of divides East Melbourne and Collingwood, so it's on the East Melbourne side. Fair enough. So if we were going live, which we're not, um, then you know our legion of fans could meet us there in about an hour. Yeah. But uh, legion of fans meaning uh, two or three people. Um, <laughs> But as we're not going live, no one's going to know, so we are going to go there. And actually, is it going to be okay? Are you sure? Have you messaged ahead? Oh, it's, it's fine. Are you sure? Anyone that goes there, he's very happy. All right, fair enough, fair enough. All right, folks, we are officially leaving. Uh, what's this place called? Um, some, Excuse some me, Sugarfoot, what's the name of this place? Peaches. Peaches. There you go. Like the, the ah. beer you had. Ah, the beer. Of course. Ah, that makes sense now. The, have you tried the sour beer that tastes like peach? No. No, I haven't. I'm drinking It's scrum diddly <laughs> right. She's got a banana. <laughs> and it's got a number three on it. Why has your banana got a three on it? Has, excuse me? But why has it got a three on it? Oh, so they, they give it to you at the, at the bar. Oh, that's how they do the whole... Oh, that's pretty clever. It should be a peach. It shouldn't be a banana. I don't know why it's a banana when it should be a peach. All right, folks, we're going to head off. Take care, and we'll see or hear from you never.